Hey guys, Paul from Melbourne Performance Coaching and the Complete Personal Training Podcast. We're in our third episode of Programming Mistakes. And this uh, mistake is following arbitrary standards. So in the fitness industry, there's been a lot of an effort to quantify things. So we quantify our steps, we quantify our calories, we quantify as much as we can because then we can give our clients a tangible outcome. We can tell them you know, exactly what they've done, how far they've come, and where they need to improve on. And the idea of having arbitrary strength standards came from Olympic weightlifting. So what would happen a long time ago, Olympic weightlifting coaches, of course they use a very limited selection of exercises, so snatch, clean jerk, squats, front squats, push presses, etc. They kind of worked out roughly where a percentage would be for each lift, and then whatever was weakest, you'd work on that, and then all your lifts would go out concomitantly. And this concept was then taken by Poliquin, and then when Poliquin took that, he then started applying it to the upper body. So he would use the bench press, close grip bench press with a 4.010 tempo, and I think the front squat was his lower body predictor lift anyway, and there was ratios. And they got ridiculous, to the point where rotator cuff strength needed to be 9.8% of a 1RM barbell bench press for eight reps to have healthy shoulders. And then there were some ludicrous claims made of um, someone increasing the bench press 100 pounds in four weeks by following these rotator cuff strength protocols. Now, that's not to take anything away from Pollock when he did some really good stuff. He got us training muscles that you know didn't normally get trained. And we applied, in, in general, more specific approach to strength training. This has been taken uh, by a number of people now who are promising to bulletproof your body if you can do a certain number of reps and say a front foot elevated split squat or some kind of step up variation with a certain type of weight uh, and setting a whole bunch of standards for people to hit from a strength perspective to make them bulletproof. Now, there's a few problems with this. In terms, of course, a lot of trainers see this and they think, oh, I've got to get my clients to that. The first thing is these exercises aren't necessarily suited to everyone. So we need to be very aware of the individual in front of us rather than the arbitrary standard. This is where the main problem with following these standards comes from. You'll look at the stands go, oh, my client doesn't you know, bench press, whatever it is. This person may have really, really long arms relative to other parts of the body. So for them, achieving that bench press may be next to impossible. Say you've got a basketball player, six foot eight, and you're trying to get them to achieve an arbitrary squat number. What's gonna happen is they're not gonna get there because they've got to travel so much further to go each rep has so much more impact on that particular person. This rule even uh, found its way into plyometric training where it was said that you shouldn't start plyometric training up until you've got a two times body weight back squat, which is absolutely ridiculous if you start looking at kids who play sport, basketball athletes, parkour athletes in particular, incredible verticals, incredible jumping ability with very little strength training. So. What happens is trainers see these arbitrary stands and start trying to, trying to apply them at the expense of the individual in front of them. So what do we need to do to get better when working with clients in pain and getting them to bulletproof and improving performance? We do want to have these standards as an idea, but not as a rule. So what I mean by that is you are looking for really giant discrepancies in strength across particular lifts to see if someone needs work. So example of that, if you've got someone that can squat, say, 140 kilos for a single, but they can only do Romanian deadlifts with 30 kilos without complaining about and complain about their hamstrings, that's a discrepancy that you need to address from a strength and conditioning perspective. The other thing that with these arbitrary standards 
is it takes away the client's goals in a lot of situations. We tell the client, oh yeah, you'll be able to train and achieve the goals that you want to do once you've hit these arbitrary standards. If a client comes to you and they want to bodybuild and just get big, we probably want to use their size as the key indicator of where we need to put our effort into. Uh, these um, standards take away from the individual in front of us. The same thing happens with splits and things like that in nature. So we look at these arbitrary standards and we think we need to apply them in a split and like a push-pull legs, for example, and we need to prioritize compounds before we worry about the isolation work that the client needs. This isn't necessarily true. What we need to do with our clients is rather than look at all these arbitrary standards is always remember the individual in front of us first and foremost. So what's their, in my opinion, their movement screen. So what can they do in the gym without problems? What can't they do yet? And what do they need to do? I would ideally situate a program around what they do well straight away, because then they're going to get success in that uh, particular environment. They're going to feel good about it. They're going to get more committed to the process, develop more autonomy and mastery. And then I'd look at what they need to do. And I would look at what they need to do, not in terms of telling them, oh, if you don't do this, you're going to get injured. If you need to do this, this is going to improve your performance. And then you're going to get better results again, and you can do more. How's that sound? And when most people hear that, they're like, that's awesome stuff. They don't, most people don't like being told they're broken. And what happens sometimes is when you tell people they're broken or they don't fit into these arbitrary standards, is they start to believe it. And they start to believe that their shoulder pain is because their traps are so weak or whatever it is. And really, injuries and pain are so multifactorial that to pin it down to one thing is next to impossible. So what we need to do as coaches who are ethical, who are doing the right thing and doing the best possible practice, is we need to empower our clients to work on a position of performance, so get them moving forward towards performing better. What we need to do is not worry so much about arbitrary standards that people can or cannot achieve. We just want to make sure that there's no glaring imbalances there. And those glaring imbalances aren't necessarily going to cause injury or going to cause pain, but they are probably going to lead to a detriment in performance and the overall ability to achieve a result. They're not gonna cause an injury. It's very, very unlikely. I've seen athletes, I trained an athlete who probably the most is the most followed parkour athlete on Instagram, and he could do stuff I could never do, and he was weak as piss. Um, I could kick his ass in the gym, but that didn't mean anything, because if we went outside, went for a parkour run, he, I would die very quickly and he was absolutely fine. So what we did in the gym, we didn't try and prevent injuries because he's trying to jump up, he's jumping off you know, three-story buildings doing front flips. We just tried to bring up weak links to help him actually do his sport better. Very hard to do injury prevention for someone like that. So guys, with programming, don't look at arbitrary standards. Look at the client in front of you. Look what they can do well. Look what they need to do. Program accordingly. Listen to the client in front of you and you're gonna get much better outcomes. Thanks heaps for listening, guys. Speak soon.